You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrds.nl. Now, let's get into the podcast. Good to see you all. Good morning. Hope you've had a good week. Thank you for this singing, uh, Rebecca. It's lovely. Love to worship uh, like this. Um, my name is Anna van der Leij. For those of you who don't know me, one of the preachers that will be replacing Paul when he's uh, recovering from his hip operation. So we humbly replace him for a few weeks. Hey, we're in a series on the road to freedom. Um, and it comes from the fact that we've come from a bit of a challenging season uh, with the COVID pandemic uh, hitting us. And it has disrupted all of our normal routines and our normal habits that we've had. And it has brought damage and hurt in our lives. And if it's not hurt us, it has changed us. It has disrupted us. It has challenged us. Now we're kind of getting back to normal, as far as you can call this normal. And the question is, how do we recover from that? Um, to How do we recover from what has happened? How do we get back to a sort of a, a new way of, of doing life with God? And how do we renew that? Um, how do we recover from the pain and the hurt that we've had? And how do we find new rhythms and new balance in our life? And experience that peace and that joy from God again, or continue to feel it. So last week, Johan kicked it off talking about stress. Uh, next week, it's going to be about relational health. And the last week, uh, Steve is preaching about facing the giants in our life. Today is about emotional well-being, our emotional health. The, quest- the answer to the question, how are you feeling? And not the polite version, how are you feeling? I'm good, how are you? Good, thanks. And then we move on. Um, not the Joey version, friends, lovers here. How you doing? That one. <laughs> not that one either, but the one that you really want to know, how are you doing? How are you? How are you feeling? Are you well? So we're looking at how can we stay healthy and become emotionally healthy again in this season of our life. Coming out of this challenging season, how do we stay and become and remain emotionally healthy? Um, We're we're talking, by the way, about the COVID crisis and coming out of that, but the principles we're talking about in this series can apply to any big life-changing event or big life challenge or uh, crisis that you go through, the, the principles are the same, but we're using the COVID. If you want to take notes, please do. We don't have slides today, so if you want to take notes, just write them down. We've got loads of Bible verses and tips, so I don't mind if you take out your phone or your notebook. Please write with me. So we were in Norway this week with my family, with my mother and father and my brother and sister. We went on a special family vacation, which was lovely. Um, and we went on the ferry. There's this new ferry from Groningen going up to Norway. It's like it's like you're in an apartment building and you're just driving on wa- uh, floating on water. But it was a great way to get there. And we, we had this house on a little hill. I'm sorry if I make you jealous, but it was really lovely. <laughs> it was a, a house on a hill and it had a lake next to it with a small rowing boat. So we got to row and we used it quite a lot, rowing to this little island in the middle of the lake and then rowing back. So Daniel and I took a few, took a trip as well on the rowing boat. Um, and you, when you 
when you were rowing, we had to row backwards. So you had to have a point of reference where you were looking at. So we would look at the house, and if we had it kind of in the middle of the point of the boat, then you knew we were going the right direction. Now, my paddle on my side was, was not, not working very well. It would flip out of it. <laughs> I'll tell myself that. So we were more like zigzagging towards the island. I think Daniel thinks this might be my fault. Um, <laughs> but as long as you had a third of the house in your side, you would still be going smoothly. And I, it got me thinking that the bo sailing, rowing that boat is kind of like being, your, being emotionally healthy because it's all about the balance. As long as you're in your boat and you have a point of reference and you're going in, the, you're going in this rhythm of one, two, rowing one, two, you are stable and the boat is calm and you're just, you're just like gliding through the water. When you're zigzagging, well, not so much. So how do we stay stable and emotionally stable and balanced to, um, in our lives? That's what we want to look at. Because the pandemic that, it caught, that caught us, of got, that came, has been quite of a storm hitting us, hasn't it? And I saw this video this week of someone who was in a swimming pool, and you have these attractions where you have the swimming pool and it's all calm water, and then all of a sudden they turn on the attraction of the, uh, the, um, the waves. And they just turn on the waves, and then all of a sudden you have this big wave coming at you. When you're in the swimming pool, it's really fun, and you just go on the waves. But I think COVID has been a bit like that. It's kind of caught in the garden, and all of a sudden you have this big wave coming at you and hitting us. And I think we've all responded differently to that wave. Ooh, there's a hole here. Um, we've, I think we've all responded differently, and also emotionally, we've responded differently to it. It has, it has uh, brought up all these kind of emotions that we know, but that have been strong. I mean, I think we've all been afraid of a disease. We didn't know what was going to happen and would, what would do to us. Anyone ha has been afraid in the last two years? Anyone feel, felt anxious in the last two years about what might happen, how this COVID might develop? Anyone afraid to touch someone else and maybe infect them as well and get them ill? Anyone angry at the rules and restrictions that we had to follow? <laughs> we've all had these emotions and we've all navigated how to deal with them. And they kind of disrupt us. They make us uncertain. What's going to happen? How is it going to be? And what do you do with that fear? What do you do with that anger? Now, fear and anger sound like big words, but it can also be like, be a little bit afraid or a little anxious. It doesn't always have to be big, but what do we do when we feel anxious or a little afraid? Um, and I think in depth what happened is that we felt we weren't in control of things. And that sense of loss of control, I think, is what we mostly felt is disrupting us and is disrupting our emotional balance and our emotional well-being because what do you do with a fear that you can't, with a disease you can't control, with regulations that you can influence? You can only influence yourself, but you can't influence what's outside of that. Now, I think it's good to, to, uh, to realize that we are all in, uh, responded differently because we were all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. Maybe you've been on a ferry and the ferry <laughs> has been going smoothly. And when a storm hits the ferry, it, 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 it kind of 
you kind of feel it, and it kind of uh, moves a little more, and you get a little nauseous, but the ferry still goes on its course. If you're in the small rowing boat that we were in, well, it, one big wave, and if it, it hits the water, it might drift, it might actually sink because of it, and that might have been you as well. If you were already in tough circumstances, if you were already in a small rowing boat, trying to make it, working really hard to stay on course, that might be you, um, and then the storm has really hit you hard. Some of you might even actually have been in a life vest, not even in the boat anymore, and you're just trying to survive life by disease, by uh, difficult circumstances. You can, you can think of anything that has disrupted your emotional sense of be well-being so much that you're try just trying to make it through the day, and then a storm hits like a pandemic, and you're completely thrown off guard. It's good to realize that we're all in that differently, and the person sitting next to you might have experienced it completely differently than you have. The person in your life group might have experienced it differently, and it's good to be attentive to each other in that. So if you would describe it for yourself, um, what kind of boat have you, would you have been in? Think about it for yourself. Would it have been a speedboat, ferry, the rowing boat? How would you describe it? Just a question to think about. Now, take one step back. When we're looking at emotions and emotional well-being, emotions, of course, are a wonderful thing. It's, it's great that we feel things. God has emotions. He created it. He created us to feel joy and pain, to feel excitement, to feel beauty, to wonder about things. God himself feels joy and pain and e anger. He, he feels love. Our emotions are a gift from God, the that I'm able to feel things and experience things is what makes us kind of human. So emotions are wonderful. God made us in his image. And um, if you look at the Psalms, David expresses himself abundantly um, in all his emotion. He cries out to God in despair. He praises God aloud. He says, my thoughts trouble me and I'm distraught. So emotions are a wonderful thing, but they need to be balanced. And if we run life just through our emotions, whew, we might not make the best choices. I don't know about you, but if I let my emotions run my course and decide where I'm going to go, so how do we stay emotionally healthy, right? So to say a little more about the hurt and the damage that we've had through, um, through this crisis, uh, the storm may have caused your boat to catch water. It might, may have damaged your boat. You might have had to draw it, um, draw it on the shore and repair it. David says it in Psalm 69, and you might re just might recognize it. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the depth where there is no foothold. I've come into the deep water, and the floods engulf me. And that might be you as well, or someone that cl that's close to you. And the pandemic might have left scars, and emotional scars. You might actually have burned out. You might actually have um, felt really lonely, and the loneliness have been has been hurtful to you. We've, some of us have lost people through COVID, and we might be grieving that person. I mean... The rules have been lifted and we're getting to a sort of normal again, but it's not all good for all of us. 
some of us haven't gotten out of, it, out of the corona crisis in a better way. And it might feel like, um, like you have an injury and a limp. And I just, I just kind of think God wants to say, I see that you're limping. I see that you've been injured and that you actually have an injury that needs attending. I see that you burn out. I see that. I see you. And I want to care for you. I want to care for your injury. There's a story of the prophet Elijah. He's fought, um, he's on Mount Carmel. He has fought, the, um, he's challenged the, the priests of Baal. And God has come through and he has, um, he's destroyed the, the priests of Baal. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> but God has, has, has come out victorious and he's shown that he is the only God. And it's a huge victory. And Elijah is standing there in front and he's the one who's, who's spoken out on it. But then afterwards, he has to flee for his life and uh, run away because they want to kill him. And he flees to the mountains and he says, I'm, I'm, uh, what is he? Let me check. He says, I'm depressed until death. I would rather die than be alive. He has seen the, the mighty display of God and he goes away, he runs away and he says, I would rather die. I don't want to be alive anymore. And God attends to his needs. God brings him food and water um, to take care of him, and God meets him. He, he calls him up to a mountain, and God, God meets him, and first there's this big thunderstorm coming by, and God is not in the storm. And then there's this gentle breeze coming by, and God is in the breeze. In the, in the gentle breeze, God meets Elijah. He talks to him. He cares for him. Now, if you need some attending, God wants to attend to your needs as well. Today, this week, this month, this. If that's you, this sermon is not enough. <laughs> um, the Road to Recovery course that we're starting in a week is a really good one. And also the prayer team that we have here in the, um, and the pastoral team that we also have. We want to we wanna be there as a community to also take care of you and to care for your, of your injuries. So please do come. So how do we regain and remain our emotional health. I've got five points for you. We're going to go through them. Five th ways to stay emotionally healthy. Some are very practical. Some are more in-depth. Um, we could go, we could name loads more, but we'll, we'll take these five um, to be emotionally healthy. And how do you keep your boat stable? How do you stay emotionally healthy? The first one is to tame your emotions. I'm quoting Rick Warren here, because the course that we're doing, Road to Recovery, is from Rick Warren. Um, and the first one is to tame your emotions. Now, when we were in the boat, our daughter of six, Flor, Flor uh, also wanted to go in the boat and go to the island. She really wanted to go to the island. But she was really scared to get in. And the scary thing is actually the first step that you take, because you get into the boat, and the boat wobbles a lot. And you move around the boat, and the boat starts to go like that. Well, I think we tried it twice that she stepped into the boat, got really scared, stepped out of the boat. And it was only at the last morning that she dared to go into the boat and sit. What she didn't realize until then was that as soon as you take off and you start rowing, the boat becomes really stable and it becomes really calm. She didn't realize that. She didn't know that. Um, and then it's a smooth sailing. But if you're in the boat, you have to stay in the boat and stay seated. Once you go walking around in it, 
the boat starts wobbling again. It's the kind of the same with our emotions. If we get, let our emotions throw us all in all kinds of directions, and the one day we're really afraid, and the next day we, find we encounter something positive, we're really happy again, we start to wobble and everything starts to move and we get out of balance. If we stay seated, if we stay grounded, if our emotions are in control, we stay stable. And a good indicator of how that works is how God handles his emotions. It says in Psalm 103, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Now that sounds lovely and that sounds simple, but it can be harder than what you think. The Lord is merciful. He's full of mercy. He's full of grace. He's slow to get angry. He has lots of, of uh, mercy for people. And it's true that if we are able to do that, if we are slow to anger, if we're abounding in forgiveness, we'll be able to balance our emotions. So there are three steps that you can take to tame your emotions. There, name it, challenge it, and then tame it. So the first thing is to name your feelings. Name what you're feeling and experiencing. David says in Psalm 55, my thoughts are restless and I'm confused. You can have this nagging sense and you don't know what it is. And you're like, what am I feeling? So Try to identify it. What am I feeling? What am I, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling bored. I'm feeling depressed. What is it that you're feeling? And by naming it, we're also acknowledging what we're feeling. Now, the second one is to challenge your emotions. Because do we, don't we know that sometimes what you feel, it might be the reality, but it might also not be. It might be a little different than you feel at right that moment. Our perception, it's just our perception of the reality at that point. But it's good to challenge our, our emotions and our feelings. And again, David in the Psalms says, Lord, cross-examine me. Test my motives. Test my affections. Test what I'm feeling. Is this really what I'm supposed to be feeling? Or do you have a different way of looking at things? And then once you acknowledge them and you test them, you might be able to change them. And say, Lord, but how do you want to look at this situation? It's all about this encounter with God and this conversation with God when we want to put our emotions in the right place. God, how do you want to look at this situation? How would you want to respond? I'm feeling angry, but how do I respond to it? What's my action to take? Because our attitude should be that of Jesus Christ. How would he respond? And then in 1 Peter um, five, it says, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So we surrender our emotions to him. So we name them, we challenge them, and we tame them. And we don't do it in our own strength. We don't do it in our own power. Because Zechariah 4, verses 6 says, you will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So taming your emotions sounds so easy, but it's a lifetime of work that we're going to do. The second one is rhythms. When you're in your boat and you want to go somewhere, you need a point of reference and you need marker buoys that show you where to go. Um, if you're at coming out of the, of the dock, you have these marker buoys that show you the right path that you can sail in. And you need these buoys <coughs> to guide you in the right direction. And I think if we're looking at your emotional health, these boys represent the rhythms in our life, the rhythms that we have um, that help us stay in course. And the pandemic has, I think it's done two things to the rhythms in our life. 
I think the one thing is that we felt what happens when we lose the steady basis that the rhythms give us. When we're not able to exercise because the gym is closed, when we're not able to go to church and worship and fellowship or meet our life group, when we do have the hard work of, of working, but we don't have the moments of relaxing with friends or going out into nature and doing something fun just to relieve the stress like we talked about last week. There's a predictability to the rhythms that is very comforting to us. It gives us the stability. And I, kn I know I've felt that losing those rhythms has kind of caught me off, has kind of made me drift away a little bit. If, if we look at, faith, at our faith and the way we believe, it's been hard to stay on course and to stay focused on God when um, you, you miss these rhythms that are helpful. The positive thing is that because our patterns and our rhythms have been disturbed, we've also found new ways and new patterns of experiencing God. And sometimes a new way has also created new, ex new um, impressions of God and new experience, uh, experiences that have made us know him better. Um, and all the, the some of the routines that we couldn't do anymore, we've discovered we don't actually need them. It would be better to change our routines and come up with new ones. So as we go into a new phase and we're, we're getting back to normal life, before we're all set in the routines that we used to have, think about this. What routines or what rhythms uh, did you start during the COVID crisis that were actually very helpful for you and that you would like to continue? Before you're all stuck again in the ways of doing, which one would you like to continue and grab to hold of? And what rhythm or what habit would you like to, like to give up? Maybe something you did before the whole corona crisis. What would you like to stop doing? You think, actually, that wasn't very helpful at all for me. The, the, the tiny little rhythm that I would have is that I would not bring my phone to bed at night and watch my phone before I go to sleep and watch it when I wake up. But then have a moment of rest before I go to bed and just maybe read a little book or read a Bible. I've, I've actually taken my phone to bed ag again. Um, and that's something I don't want to do. I want to stop that habit because it's not helping me, actually. Just, it can be that tiny. But what rhythm would you like to stop and what would you like to start? So the rhythms of life. The third one is a very simple one. Start and end your day refueling your soul. If you go on a boat trip, you need to have fuel. If you're going on a sailing trip, you need the wind and the sails. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere. And David in the Psalms encourages us. To, he says, every morning, thank God for his love. And every evening, thank him for his faithfulness. It's a simple one, but let's start and end our day with God. Get fueled by the spirit of God in the morning. Thank him in the evening when he comes back. And just have a bit of a reflection every day. Because we need God to fuel, fuel us daily. When I was in Bible school, um, way back, we, uh, we, would, we would have loads of worship songs. We would sing worship songs in the evening all the time. We didn't have any radio. Spotify didn't exist yet. So we would just be singing worship songs. And every morning, I would wake up with a song in my head. And I can tell you, it's so great to wake up, wake up with a worship song in my head. Now I usually wake up with taggy children's songs in the morning. But just by singing worship songs a lot, they come up in my head often. It was lovely. So the fourth one 
is also very practical. And have, just have a, have a few breaks throughout the day. Have, have renewal breaks throughout the day. Um, in, in the boat, uh, look if, if it's about, throw out the anchor every time, every now and then. Just throw it out, sit still for a little moment, and just reflect. Get some new energy. Studies show that if you have a five-minute break or a 20-minute nap during the day, it's very effective to, re to renew your, your brain. And not just to sit, sit and do nothing, but like uh, uh, Isaiah says in Isaiah 40, even young people become exhausted and give up too soon. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll keep running and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow weak. Take a break and wait on the Lord to renew your strength. It sounds so easy and it's so good. But during a work day when your agenda is full, maybe plan five minutes in your lunch break to just take a moment to reflect. It can be that easy. And the fifth one is control the controllable and trust God for the rest. Now, if you're in your boat, do you need to steer, steer somewhere? You have your steering rod and you have to navigate either on site or on your navigation system. That's what you can control. You can control where you steer the boat and what you see on your, si on your screen, where you're going to go. But the rest you cannot control. You cannot control what happens with the storm. You cannot control the elements. You can't always control the emotions that you're feeling because they come up. Fear comes up. Anxiety comes up. Joy comes up. But you can control what you do with it, just as uh, Johan said last week. And that's so easily said. But how do you do that? It's a daily choosing to say, God, I give this to you. This is what I can control, and the rest I give to you. This is what I can do, but God, I trust you for the rest. And it's such a relief, actually, to do that. Because we, we can't, I think we, we never could control everything in this crisis. I think we've, we, we've seen that, but we never had any control over all the elements and diseases and the government. We, we've, it's, it, we've been confronted with that now. We've realized it, and we've realized we need to trust God for it. And maybe that's one of the beautiful outcomes of this crisis. And the promise is in Romans 8, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So tame your emotions. Stick to the rhythms that you have. Start and end your day with uh, refueling your soul. Have, s have some breaks during the day where you wait for God and control the controllable, but trust God for the rest. I want to leave you with, two with the two questions I asked. What does your boat look like? Where's, what's your state of being now? How are you feeling emotionally? And what do you need to regain your emotional health? And what habit have you uh, developed that you would like to keep or that you would like to uh, stop doing? If we become emotionally healthy again, if we stay emotionally healthy in this next season of our life, we'll also be able to be effective in God's kingdom to spread his love through people in the world, to feel and experience his love and joy ourselves and also pass it out to others. And looking back, we can also see that God has been in the storm with us. The two stories in the Bible where Jesus is in, this, in the boat, and the one, he calms the storm, and then the other one, 
He doesn't calm the storm, but he's in the boat. He's, the disciples are in the boat, and he calls Peter out of the boat to trust him and to walk on the water with him. He hasn't calmed the storm for us, but he's brought us through. He's calling us to trust him and to believe him and to look him in the eye and walk through him. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.